shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken tree there's a light in the window to salt the gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied got the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome back to the Sea Hags podcast. My name is Katie Nordgren. And I am Chris Jeppa. And today we are joined in our shanty shack down by the sea by our lovely friend Carmen, Hi. who is no stranger to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, right now we're in the middle of cold and flu season. Uh, so everyone's <laughs> real sniffly. We're going <laughs> to try to minimize that as much as possible. But uh, if you're really affected by those kinds of sounds, maybe turn your volume down just a little bit. (laughs) This is not a good podcast for misophonics. (laughs) But anyway, we're all going to promise to let cough and sneeze away from the microphone today. Yeah, so that we won't get you guys sick. Oh, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Just get the actual sea spray in there. (laughs) (laughs) Salt ocean. Gross. Gross. not. The whole time. (laughs) So besides being sick, how has everyone's week been? Busy. Do, do you want to? Oh me, yeah. I was I was out with the flu for like seven and a half days or something. So I'm just this is my first day back. I'm still kind of flop sweating a little, but I'm really I got a good heart and I've got some dedication. I think I'm gonna come through okay. I read a lot of books this week and they were all terrible. Nice. So I feel like I'm living my best sick life. To as a continuation because our last episode, if we put these in order, which I think we will, um, was all about trashy book club and just book club in general. And mm-hmm. Katie recommended the Borgia Bride to me, and it by Gian Calogridis. It came in the in the mail from the library, like you know how you request the interlibrary yeah. loan. Yeah, yeah. So I got it the other day and started reading it, and immediately was just like, "This is awesome! It's so <laughs> trashy!" And like it has a like a dedication from Philippa Gregory on it, who's my favorite <laughs> historical fiction author. So it's all about like historical fiction from the Borgias and whatever in in Italy. But then there's two characters named Sancha and Joffrey that get together. I'm like, that's fucking Game of Thrones. But then I'm like, wait, (laughs) these are real people. So George R.R. Martin has been stealing them. Oh, no. Well, then why can't he plagiarize a new book and just release it already? (laughs) Not you too, Chris. Poor old man. (laughs) He's just an old man with a funny hat trying to live his life. Didn't you said that you saw George R.R. Martin on the Skytrain the other day? I saw Jar Jar Martin. Jar 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 Martin. (laughs) Jar Jar Binks Martin. I saw George R.R. Martin's doppelganger on the train on the way to work on Friday, and he, like, he looked so much like him, but he was wearing the hat, too. Mm. I'm just thinking, like, why would you do that? If you have the yeah. opportunity to have some plausible Maybe deniability, why put the hat on? Maybe he really was, you He know? just wants people to yell at like him I to write. I swear to God, I saw Tom Selleck the other day, and I went up and talked to him, and I was like, you must get this all the time, but I, if I didn't know better, I swear to God, you were Tom Selleck. And he was like, he said he wasn't, but I think he was. I think it was Tom Selleck. <laughs> was he wearing a Hawaiian shirt at the time? <laughs> no, he was wearing a suit jacket. Oh, it was definitely Tom Selleck then. Yeah. yeah. Sleeves rolled up. Wait, is that him? <laughs> he had to steal all our water. Yeah. That's not the Did most... Did you hear speci- that thing that happened? He was like no. stealing water in California. Oh, Anyways, Tom whatever. Selleck? What? Yeah. <laughs> He's not famous enough to get away with that kind of Tom foolery. Tom Selleck foolery. <laughs> right? I know. Oh, oh boy. So. How how was your week, Carmen? My week was good. Uh, it was jam packed. Uh, I had my birthday last week, so you are sixteen years old. I am now officially digressed to sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was great, but uh, yeah, busy, 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 busy. So it's fun. Yeah, I like it. I uh, 
I wanted to come for karaoke. Didn't do it. I was feeling real old and real tired <laughs> after work. Um, but I was wondering, do you have like a karaoke jam that you always like your go-to karaoke song or do you mix it up? I really like doing Melissa Etheridge. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can really pull off a good Melissa Etheridge. Um, I tried to do I, a come to my window for my lesbian friends bachelorette parties, nice. but it was, I cannot hit those notes. She's a, she's yeah, a secret she's, powerhouse. She's, yeah, she's, a, she's got a killer voice in her. Um, I know I'm saying that I do it very well, but that's <laughs> definitely my go-to. Um, sometimes Loverboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. My Excellent go- choice. My go-to for the longest time was Crazy by Patsy Cline. Oh, yeah. And it really won over a lot of fans of, like, the old man at the Legion. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Legion Hall song, yeah. for sure. But then, other than that, I'm like, what songs do I sing? And I always have, like, a real panic when it comes to karaoke. Mm-hmm. Not like, well, I guess I shouldn't say real panic, because... I know what real panic feels like, man, and it's not that. But, like, it's, you know, it's a little social panic, and yeah. it's like, what song? There's so many choices, and then you flip through the book, and then you wind up singing one that, like, maybe you don't really feel. Yeah. I liked when you, you do Red Hot Chili Pepper songs, because like, that's what your heart belongs to. Yeah. Even after all these years. You know, like, that, that song that's like, I wish I was a father, I wish I, I had a... So we, we chose that song at the very last, like, end of the night and trying to do it, and it was, like, impossible. It's so hard. You wish so you had a rabbit in a hat and yeah. all yeah, of those party. other things that yeah, you wish you had. Was a blur, <laughs> uh, my band, The Creaking Planks, we just had our show on Friday. We do a cover of that song, I Wish. Wow. And it's our little ukulele player who's like the sweet, like she's got long blonde hair and big thick glasses and she does like the whole rap. And the rest <laughs> of the band just jams those like four goes meow, meow, meow. Meow, and I she just wraps so over it. It's really cool. She's wow. like also like a secret hidden talent, and like busted out. I don't know if you were there for when we played "Born Slippy" by Underworld. It was from the Train Spotting soundtrack, wow. and she does the whole thing like "Dog boy, dog boy, do it on me to Anyway, I miss that. That's pretty, pretty fun. Oh my god, some good mid '90s soundtracks. Yeah, that's kind of her jam. Train Spotting and the Romeo and Juliet Baz Luhrmann movie, the best like mid '90s, the 1996 soundtracks. That's Super what I should specific. do for karaoke is fucking... Cranberries? No, the Radiohead song from oh, that. Oh, yeah. Boom, do, boom, do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know that song That was well. the Law & Order theme song I became. Yeah, it's Radiohead's hit song, Law & Order. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not a musician. <laughs> Nobody asked me my go-to karaoke song. I was gonna. You knew what it was, though. Well, it's always David Bowie. Oh, no, it's always Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. Oh, <laughs> That's always the first one I do because I'm like, if it's if it's a weird crowd, so I'm like, no, no, they'll be on board at the end yeah, of this because so I have a fat ass and I sing about how great a fat ass is. And they're like, here's someone who loves herself. You can never go wrong with Freddie Mercury. I definitely you know? had someone put $5 in my bra after singing it one oh, time. sweet. It was a big American lady tourist and it was a $5 American bill, which I would be really appreciative of now because that's like $90 Canadian. <laughs> at least two beers. <laughs> at least two beers. Could you take it to the bar and just be like, give me all of the beers for this money? <laughs> they would look at it and push it back at me like try again little girl I thought you were going to say Just Dance by David Bowie Just Dance? Let's Dance <laughs> so I was like Just Dance is by Lady Gaga Chris I don't actually I think I've maybe done Let's Dance one time at karaoke I usually will do like uh, if I'm doing a David Bowie song oh by the way David Bowie died oh yeah and I'm really devastated about it still like I haven't gotten over it two weeks later it's gonna yeah. take years no for sure uh, I would yeah. usually do Ziggy Stardust or Rebel Rebel or like mm-hmm. the two that I would go to probably for that but yeah usually uh, 
uh, glamorous British men, I sing their songs at karaoke, and mm-hmm. that's what I like to do. Nice. Couldn't do it right now, though, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Everybody is froggy. Could throated. maybe do a Tom Waits song, that's about it. Yeah, I feel like that's about where I'm going to talk to you right now. from 30 hours <laughs> yeah, Thank you. Hmm. Oh, man. So, that's what we've been up to. Yeah, my week was, like, a weird up and down thing, because, okay, so at work... I kind of got my ass handed to me a bunch of times and like, but in like a very loving, kind way. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where like, I just, you know, I have a lot of self-esteem and a lot of self-confidence and I think I'm pretty great at lots of stuff. I totally concur. But I kind of got, I kind of got like knocked down a couple of pegs because we had a staff meeting and some stuff was brought up about like, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm a great researcher. I'm very kind and considerate to our clients and I'm a great mental health worker and blah, blah, blah. And a bunch of other staff were talking about other issues that had been coming up and kind of told me what for on a couple of issues where it's like, hey, maybe like things don't have to be a teachable moment. That's actually kind of condescending if you think you're going to be educating your clients like in a research setting about like, what does this big academic word mean? If it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything to them, why do you need to? And I'm like, but education is important. And, and my coworker, she was just like... <laughs> Or it's fine. <laughs> like, or don't be classist. And I'm like, no. But it was true. <laughs> oh, my pride. And my pride really stung. And it, yeah, it definitely brought me down a couple of pegs of just like, oh, my like veneer of competency and professionalism. Which like doesn't mean that that's completely destroyed by any means. No. But yeah. it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah. I still have so much to learn and so much work it's so to do. Humbly, it's so good when you get checked sometimes, too, right? It like is. It's like, it sucks, but it's great. It's, yeah. it's always a, like it's such a good learning It's a growth opportunity. opportunity. It is, it you know? It like, Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of stuff, like, on the internet, obviously, like, people call each other out and people respond really defensively, and so I'm really trying to not do that if someone's going to yeah. take the time, because they could just be like, ugh, and then just think that I'm a terrible person. Totally, right? But yeah. if they take the time to like engage I can't think and of them talk through, you well, a terrible thank person. You. Thank you. You, but, just, you have the face that could never be a te- belong to a terrible person. <laughs> what if I was? Or you could be evil. secretly super murdery. I terrible. used to shop like yeah, you could be a really good spy or something. <laughs> but, uh, just hide hide things under your boobs. <laughs> I could They're so, just really out right now. I could now. fit so many lipsticks in there. <laughs> so many lipsticks. Did you do the thing that Claire does in the Breakfast Club where she puts the lipstick between too much her boobs? space in between them? Oh yeah, doesn't work. Well, I guess you could use your arms to. Let's stop talking about my boobs oh, on the podcast. <laughs> Watch the baffling card. Yeah, that made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, so whatever. It was a, so yeah, what was I saying? Like trying to not take things really personally or get defensive if I'm being called out or like had the time taken to like engage me in something and like, hey, maybe reconsider this and to like think about it, listen to stuff, mm-hmm. write down some notes of things to consider and then like thank them and then just yeah. be like, I really, and then I also made the like time to... I'm not trying to say this to be like, I'm so great, look at how I did it, but like, I was proud of me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> to like go to them yeah. afterwards and be like, hey, just by the way, I really did think that that was super important. Thanks for bringing that up. I know it was an awkward conversation and thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Totally. Et cetera. Yeah. But it's like, I still, I'm getting all flushed thinking about it because it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Well, like, and um, I find when you find yourself in like those kind of uncomfortable situations, it is, it's like, like it is, it's just an opportunity, right? If you can overcome that. It, that first instinct of, you know, pride and stuff mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, put your ego aside or whatever and be like, yeah, thanks for, you know, bringing this up or, yeah, it's really, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah. 
you know, yeah. here's to many more because we're all imperfect creatures and have lots to learn. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, just being willing Amen. to kind of like <laughs> to take those hits and just sort of like like truly accept that blow and like kind of curl in on yourself and like, okay, what do I do with this information now? Like, mm-hmm. how can I? How can I move forward with this instead of just dwelling on it? Because I'm a, I can be a real dweller. Yeah. Um, and I, if I mm-hmm. feel bad about myself, then I'm like, let's really just dig down into feeling like a shithead mm-hmm. and just feel really shitty. And that's not, um, that's very self-pitying, I think. And that's not super constructive. Yeah. yeah. So I've been trying to not do that as much and just be like, oh, okay. Like somebody calling me out doesn't mean they hate me. They, they like me enough to want me to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which that's is so awesome. good. So I tried to put it into practice. I had a similar situation come up at work and then was able to kind of put on a different hat and be there and be more of a counselor than like a researcher, Mm -hmm. which I think worked really well. And then the person like wanted to follow up with us about stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. It's like, if you're not an asshole, (laughs) people will come back and ask you for help when they actually need it instead of you trying to like force something on them at the time or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's a lesson that, yeah. Yeah. We learn over and over again. It's just easier. It it does get a little easier. (laughs) It's not much easier, (laughs) but a little easier. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah. So my, I was kind of like down throughout the week and then I got to play with my band on Friday and have our big anniversary show and she was like, shining by the way like, she always shines oh, it was, that was amazing it was yeah. really fun so then I got like <laughs> pumped back up again <laughs> doesn't take much oh, I'll take but, you down like, a few pegs today <laughs> I'm just kidding cool yeah drag me drag, drag me, me universe <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry I missed that show. I would have been very sick, but yeah, I wanted so badly to it's go. It's fine. It looked awesome. I was saying to, to Carmen, because I saw her come to the stage and like kind of wave, and I was like, cool, yay, you're here, and then I was kept playing, and then I guess she left to go to an art show, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was this other woman that like at the end of our set we were playing this weird, like it's a Laurie Anderson song where we just play oh, god, one yeah. note the whole time and like it's very rhythmic and weird and some people started doing this like interpretive dance on the floor of the wise hall where they were all following each other you know it was like a clown school exercise or whatever where it's like follow the leader and this one woman who i totally thought was carmen because she had blonde hair the same way that you do was like leading everyone to be like flock of birds and just like not outside my character I, I kind of thought that it could have been, but then I'm like, when did Carmen change into like a full, like a tight black bodysuit as well? But I'm like, you also like it was that's under also, clothes the whole time. But that's also not particularly out of character. Maybe I've, I've brought costume changes previously in yeah. my bag. <laughs> so it just you know I thought it was her, but it wasn't. And then I went looking for you after, and you weren't there. I'm like. Were you even there at all the whole time? And I totally thought I had, like, a sexy fever dream on stage. <laughs> just beautiful women, like, beaming at me from the bottom. Like, oh, the rhythm, rhythm got you. I know. Oh, it was good times, though. We also had a silly... It's the rhythm of the night, man. Uh, a hubris moment of, like, trying to play the most complicated song, that John Pei Chanho, which is, like, from the um, Ghost World soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's like a Bollywood kind of song, and it's really difficult, but then they all wear these little black, like, hamburger masks in the video, okay. and so we're like, oh, well, I'll just wear a little hamburger mask on stage. The fucking eye holes were so tiny, we couldn't read our charts of the most complicated song, like, it's such a dumb idea. But it was very funny, and we got it all on video. Yeah, I really oh should have stayed God. till the end. It was the I silliest. like that you called them hamburger masks as opposed to like a highwayman's <laughs> mask or like a, a thief's mask or like a raccoon See, thing it's it like no way more sense than hamburger too, right like, but you knew exactly what i was 100 i knew what you meant <laughs> you just reminded me of like a really cruel thing i participated in in high school which is we had a girl in my school i won't say what her name was but she had sort of an odd shaped face and everyone called her the Hamburglar. Mm. And they'd like kind of very subtly walk behind her and go rubble rubble. <laughs> 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 oh, 
She was very pretty. She just had a really weird, like, hamburgly shaped face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, I participated. I was not. <laughs> I look back on my high school time and was like, ooh, I got a little bit mean there sometimes. <laughs> it's that's kill or be killed, though, right? Yeah, it yeah. happens a lot when, like, especially, like, you get bullied or left out of stuff, and then you're just like, finally you get integrated into the group, and it's like, we're all going to do a mean thing. You're like, I must stay in this group. I can't lose it. You know, it took Lord me so Lord of the long. Flies, man. Kind of. Yeah, the irony so of that is now I look like the illegitimate <laughs> daughter of Ronald McDonald, so... <laughs> So I got what was coming to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry. Rubble, rubble. Like, rubble, rubble. <laughs> now I want a hamburger. <laughs> I remember when I was like a little girl and I used to like, I used to help my dad like build things out in his shop once in a while. And I used to always like look at his like huge, strong like forearms and they were like really hairy. And I used to think, I want arms like my dad. <laughs> and when I got older, lo and behold, <laughs> I got these really feminine, strong forearms covered in hair. <laughs> And that was, that was like, the thing that I got fucked about in, in school. And I was like, oh, man, you get what you wish. Sometimes you get what you ask for. Yeah. Sometimes you do. You eat a lot of spinach. <laughs> now you're strong to the finish. But now that means know, that you, you, you play the enemy. guitar. You play the guitar with such crazy force, though. Oh, no, like, there you go. Yeah, so there you it's go. totally, totally. worth it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I had to- a total, I don't know, senior band, finally, Carmen, because Carmen's in an awesome punk band called SBDC. Is that the right, right initials? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we shared a bill, like, but way disparately. You guys, like, showed up from Seattle and played. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I finally get to see you guys because I'm really intimidated by going to punk shows. Yeah, well, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah totally. so, like, I wouldn't necessarily go and see you because I'd be like, oh, punks yeah. are scary. They're <laughs> anti-establishment. <laughs> are you the establishment? I don't know. <laughs> I had, I had like, neighbors that called me the man once because I complained of them doing capoeira at 3 a.m., and I was like, could you, please stop? could you please stop doing capoeira? The walls are very thin. They're like, whatever, you're just the man, man, trying to hold us down. I think most of them are wow. just a bunch of antisocial dorks. Yeah. These hippies. Totally. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure it would be fine. I'm more of a hippie, I don't know. Yeah. But I got, to, I got to see your band, and I was like, holy fuck, they're so cool. Because, like, your bass player was, like, dressed in, like, a 50s, like, sock hop kind of mm-hmm. cute girl outfit with little cat eye glasses, and mm-hmm. he's had, like, both had really good harmonies, and I was like, they're yeah. cool. I'd love to see that. Yeah. yeah. We you always dress really in costumes. Super fun. Yeah. 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 I can walk amongst the punks and not necessarily be seen for what I am. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think any of us... Really I'm way more establishment than punk, either. But... Well, certainly more than you. Certainly, probably quite a bit more than you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, but you were just saying, like, everybody's kind of their own thing underneath or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah, you know, it, we're it's all wearing the black body suit community. art dancing underneath our everyday clothes. <laughs> all a bunch of freaks. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's fun. It's almost like people are super nuanced and multifaceted it's and have a lot like of... Different uh, yeah, aspects facets. of their life. I probably yeah. say multifaceted on every episode, so if you guys are playing along at home, take a drink. <laughs> Obsequious. <laughs> Hubristic. Oh, good lord. I say hubris every single episode, I'm pretty sure. You, you got to it before I did today, though. Oh, yeah, I did say hubris. It is one of my favorites, though. Mm-hmm. What? I have a lot of it. What the hell does that mean? Uh, it's basically like <laughs> pride that goeth before the fall. Oh, <laughs> you know? great. I can totally use that in my vocabulary. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, having a lot of confidence in yourself, um, and maybe too much, and uh, people can't wait to see you get your comeuppance, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's not what Webster's will define it as, but this is as good a definition as you're going to get right now. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Oh, man. Do we want to do a little bit of, like, intro-y stuff? Yeah. Carmen, why don't you give us a little bit of background on who you is? hot seat? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I've been asked to be here today 
talk. You sound Where's like you're at a parole hearing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm really sorry that I burnt down we, the old shed. Should we, hold on, let's not put you on the spot. We could give a little bit of an intro of like where we sort of met and hung out. Like I know yeah. you through work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But if you guys listen to our first episode, we talk about the genesis of the Sea Hags podcast being on a beach, around a fire. We saw an orca whale, and Carmen was there. She was yeah. part of the. One of the amazing storytellers sitting around the fire just, like, spitting yarns and making us laugh so hard that we peed a little. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. That was super fun. Yeah. So that's kind of how, yeah, I know you, and you told some amazing stories that uh, we were kind of asked you to come and share a few things about that, if you would feel so inclined. Um, and then also, as I alluded to, you're a kick-ass musician as well, so she was, like, playing guitar <laughs> on the fire as well. Had us all singing John Prine songs. (laughs) Some really excellent gospel sing-alongs as we doused our fire. Wasn't that great? It was pretty magical. Yeah. Vocal harmonies, man. Oh, It was an insane day. It was, like, the best day of my entire 2015, easily. Oh, one of mine, for sure. Easily the best. Like, yeah, yeah, the rest of the year was kind of shit. So that was, like, a very shining point. (laughs) Um, Are there any, like, things right now, Carmen, that you're really into and really digging and that you're, like, passionate about that you feel like sharing it all or just like I I haven't been doing a whole lot other than just like kind of uh, working on uh, a new album with SBDC nice working on uh, planning a big tour so that's kind of been my main focus whereabouts are you thinking of touring Uh, I I think we're gonna go down uh, to the south of the states kind of like Phoenix Austin New Orleans stuff down the up the east coast which I've never done before so I'm very excited about it and uh, it'll be also probably the longest tour I've done since the very first band I ever toured with, which was like eight, nine years ago now. So, yeah, it's going to be a, probably about a month. Though. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you guys going to be staying in like houses or hotels or in the van? God, who knows? <laughs> the van is the <laughs> who knows? The van is bad <laughs> to sleep for. Yeah, it's always a, you know, it's been a bad night when you have to sleep in the van, but. Mm-hmm. Not opposed to it either. You'll just rely on the kindness of strangers that, <laughs> or like usually the, the friends that you have in various cities. And I think our band's kind of like, we're all kind of like the littlest hobo. Like we just kind of like roam and then we're just like, ah, oh, saved a boy from a well, made a friend. <laughs> Why do they keep falling in wells? I don't know. There should be a sign. <laughs> Kids can't read. Yeah. <laughs> They're so stupid. Well, that would be amazing. I uh, yeah. I have uh, been to the south a bit. It's weird. Mm. It's super weird. It's I weird, saw a water it's moccasin really amazing, <laughs> too. Like it's like it's, it's it's true. I did. It is, it is bizarre in some ways. Like yeah. I, when I was down in the south, I still saw like a lot of kind of racial segregation, which was like you know something that I'm not really. They're very open about with. the racism down there. Yeah, it's a lot subtler up north, but yeah, I mean it's still as bad, but then so direct just so out it was a little yeah it's a little bit bizarre but there's also some really um amazing i've met some like the nicest people i've ever met in my life like down there and i really enjoy the music and new orleans is one of Mm -hmm. the best places i've ever been it's the food is incredible hope you like hope you like butter and uh oh i love seafood (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah sign me up yeah i remember having i just like i had a big thing of prawns once and it was just floating and it was absolutely floating in butter like it was a lake of butter i was like i'm never leaving this city ever (laughs) i want to live here forever i have been obsessed with new orleans for because because of vampires because of anne rice books oh god tell me all about it yes (laughs) you have to listen to our last episode (laughs) but like 
just like oh, the way that she describes Anne Rice, like all of the the houses in the Garden District, you know, these mm. old mansions mm. that are all haunted and like so the vampires awesome. roaming the street and like the, the music and the French culture and like all of the different stuff. And then yeah. I was like, cool, I can't wait to get down there. I was like planning to go when I was a teenager. And then I just kind of didn't, didn't, didn't. And then Hurricane Katrina happened. And I was like, oh no, it's never going to be the same. It's going to yeah. be terrible. And yeah. then, like, I've just been hearing that, like, lots of, like, people are fucking awesome. And they built lots of stuff back up. And mm-hmm. the community is thriving. And it's amazing. So it I'm is. Just, like, it's, I still it's, it's amazing. So bad. It's so I, cool. From what I'm I've just... been, to- like, like, from people that I met down there, it was mm-hmm. like a lot of them learned to just kind of, like, let go of their materialism and open up to the community. And, like, through. You know the the oil spill and Katrina kind of seems like it's really actually kind of built it up and, and yeah. yeah I think that's amazing <laughs> I don't know I know nothing about it at all but like if anybody here listening is from New Orleans can I come hang out with you <laughs> it sounds really yes funny. does Lestat live in your attic oh my god <laughs> and if so can you make me a vampire okay thanks bye <laughs> wait till wait till I'm 60 I think that'll be good enough to to become a vampire because if it's in the Anne Rice universe you revert back to like not necessarily like the hottest version of yourself like you don't go back to like being 20 or whatever yeah. um but like you just like you become like a super hot version of your current self or whatever. So to be like a hot, stately older lady, which like I think I'm gonna be anyway. But yeah, like bring a bit of a Helen Mirren kind of vibe. Very to much you. so. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> so yeah. So I'll go down and try to find vampires later because I want to still have a lot of human experiences and good, you know, hedonism. That... Bring me with you when you do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Be a vamp squad. <laughs> <laughs> Which vampire? He could be both. Sure. I mean, I would love to. (laughs) If I was in an RPG, (laughs) that's exactly. What do you mean if? When I played Vampire the Masquerade, the RPG and LARPed it, (laughs) I was always a witch vampire. (laughs) Beautiful. Because it's like as if you didn't have enough magic powers. You gotta have the most you can. My character was always like a witch that was then turned into a vampire. Well, see, this is what I expect because you are a witch Mm -hmm. of the sea. Of the sea. You could be a, oh, I was going to say a lady of the night. I keep making that same mistake constantly. (laughs) I'm like, a lady of the evening. Not what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) It just meant that you come alive in the nighttime. Wait. (laughs) So anyway, now that I've kind of, we've done a bit of an introduction and then tangentized over to, that's not a word. Uh, (laughs) Tangentialated? Yeah. Over to another spot. Mm -hmm. Can, Can you tell us about the time that you were on a sailboat? Yeah. For a long time? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do we want to give a little bit of context? Because this is the story that uh, Carmen was telling us on the on the shores in Roberts Creek when we were, you know, watching the Orca Breach, and she was just making us howl with laughter about this story. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a big story. How long were you on this boat? Six months? Uh, I was, yeah, I was on the boat for about six months. Um, so... The uh, the idea being Carmen went on a long journey in a sailboat with her dad, which anybody who's ever had any kind of relationship with their father <laughs> is probably thinking, ah! <laughs> the very yeah. thought of that. And uh, what I thought was interesting was that you talked about the terror of being kind of in the open sea and like, oh, I guess I'll go for a swim. Oh, no, the fish are so large. <laughs> their mouths are as big as me. <laughs> Yeah, the, and having a very very small space to kind of like be safe in. Yeah, yeah, it was a, uh, it was, <clears throat> I like when I went when I was asked by my father to, uh, to be his his only crew, on this section of the trip. Uh, I I didn't hesitate to say yes. I also didn't uh, think before I jumped. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of a common thing with me. 
but I, uh, you know, I was just thought, you know, I'm going to be 30. Um, my dad and I, uh, he's always, he's always been close in my life, but we've also, you know, always had a, a lot of walls, I think, between mm -hmm. us and, um, my parents divorced when I was, when I was eight and I think it was just some, my relationship with my dad changed. He moved to another city and so therefore we grew kind of like in this way that was just like, he's my dad and I'm his daughter, but we didn't really talk much, yeah. you know? And, um... So when he asked me to join him, I, I just didn't hesitate because I thought, what an awesome opportunity to maybe break down some of those walls and uh, really get to know my dad. Because, wow. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, being 30 years old, there's not too many people in their life that are going to, like, proceed after that and spend more than two days alone with their parent. Yeah, pretty right? much. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's kind of a crazy, crazy thing to think about. But So, yeah, uh, I jumped in. And uh, my dad kept telling me to do a bunch of research and prompting me to read and all this. And I was just like, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm you like, nerd. Do you, do you have, Dad nerd. <laughs> do you have sailing experience? Like, have you done crewing? In, yeah, yeah so. I grew up on the boat, like, with my dad. But very light sailing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I did sail, like, the longest I spent on the boat for like that could be remotely considered offshore sailing was going between the Hawaiian Islands with my dad when I was I think I was 12 um, and that was okay I you know it was fine but I was never like responsible for the boat right so as much as I was I understood what it meant to be in a small space I understood you know what it meant to be ship shape and having to be organized I still didn't understand what it's like to be you know the only person on watch at night Oh my god, that just really... <laughs> when you said that, like, my body just went like... And that's really scary. And that's, and that's why I think I... Like, when I was... My dad was starting to get a little bit... I could tell he was getting annoyed, but he was just letting it go. But he was like... He could tell that I wasn't preparing myself for the trip. But I was doing it kind of on purpose because I didn't want... I didn't know what to expect. No book was going to tell me what to expect out of my father and mm -hmm. I's relationship. Or what to expect on how my mind and my body were going to react to the ocean to being completely alone and cut off from the world so I just thought and like I'm the kind of person that just kind of jumps into things anyways and I was like you know what I'm really adaptable it's one of my strengths I'm just going to go for it and uh, and <laughs> And You're amazing. We're both just sitting here like, oh my god. There's not enough control in that for me. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like I remember like leading up the months leading up to going though, I was so anxious. My life was so chaotic that I was just like, I mean, I didn't realize all the anxiety I had building up, and I was trying not to deal with it. So I was just like, you know, I was partying all the time. I'm like. I'm probably gonna die. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. My my bandmate Nathan was just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're gonna totally die, dude. Like you just like Thanks, Nathan. What, what the fuck? <laughs> you know. So yeah, and Alicia, who plays in SBDC, actually was, you know, she's one of my best friends. She flew down to Mexico with me to to bring me to my dad because she was like, so just like are you even gonna make it because I was just spinning I didn't know wow. you know like the stress at all like mushroom clouded in a sense and totally. I was like you know but um yeah 
So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was just this, before you even stepped one foot on the boat. Before yeah. I got on the boat, yeah, yeah. already having a nervous boat down. <laughs> I had a nervous boat down before I got on. <laughs> and I, I remember like being on the boat the first night, and uh, this is a thirty-nine foot Corbin uh, sailboat, and um, so I remember the first night and leaving. We left from the Bajas in La Paz, in Mexico. And uh, the shifts were like three hours during the day and three hours at night. And there was one shift that was four hours off for the person who was doing the cooking during the day. So you're kind of constantly like this. And your, your passages are going to be between 17 and 30, 30 days usually. Wow. Um, so you're just constantly in these rhythms of sleeping mm-hmm. and you hope to God that you can actually like manage to sleep on your ships. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you and your dad are trading off because you're the only two folks, so how much time yeah. did you even spend, like, you're like, oh, we're gonna bond, we're gonna break down, it's like, no, I'm gonna sleep and you're gonna watch, and then you're gonna sleep and I'm gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, 39 lots feet. Of time to <laughs> 39 feet of boat, so you know, you feel each other. Mm-hmm. I could, I can feel his, like, change in mood, like, from 30 feet away, mm-hmm. you know, wow. like, or, like you're just, you're kind of in tune to each other. You're yeah. stuck in each other's energy, whether you like it or not. Wow. And, uh, it's like being married yeah. to your dad for six months. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want, <laughs> if you're stuck in a relationship and you can't find a way out, just go on a boat trip together. One of you will kill the other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They just fell off. <laughs> It's a tragedy. It's international waters. There's no. I don't know. Yeah, but there's um, no laws out there. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying the first. Sorry, the first night that you went on, you were feeling. I I I was still just like kind of pumped up and adrenaline, and I I remember like, you know, my shift started just at sunset. uh, Was when I so I I got two really nice shifts. I got to see the sunrise, sunset every night. So the sun was setting, and my dad. You know, he's like, okay, if you need to tack, this is, you know, remember how you do it. And, uh, which I'd never tried on the, the boat before. <laughs> so, um, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. And he's like, my dad's also really old school, so we had no radar. We had no grip files to, like, check in on weather. We had a ham radio. Um, but we really, and we had, like, charts and we had GPS. But that was, that was it. We had very bare minimum. Wow. So my dad... Who likes to stress things, I realized this many months into my trip, that he makes a really dramatic deal out of things because he wants to kind of scare the person to be like, because you can't really slough off. Like, no. if you did slough off and, you know, you realize, then all of a sudden you could be in a lot of trouble. Right. So he, he wants to get your guard up, oh, like, yeah. really high, <laughs> almost over, over-dramatize the point and just, like... Right? Yeah. So the first night, he's just like, okay, so I'm leaving you, I'm sleeping for three hours... Don't take your eyes off the ocean. It's like, if you see another boat, you know, we need to know because, you know, that can be really messy really fast. Also, if you see any big clouds in the distance, it's probably a squall. So you're going to have to tighten in the sails and all these things. So I was, (laughs) good luck, good night, bye. And then he goes, yeah, good night. (laughs) Try not to die. to sleep. And I have just, all of a sudden, it all becomes a reality to me. I'm like, I, and I'm just like white knuckling the Dodger. And I'm just thinking, I, to me, I just think a boat could show up at any moment, that a storm's going to show up at any moment. So I'm just terrified with like, 
like both my knuckles just white knuckling the Dodger and my head in the wind and I'm just like my eyes are just crying because I can't stop staring at the ocean. <laughs> what, is, what is the Dodger? Be a boat. It's the it's kind of like the wind protector of like the very front window of like the cockpit. Okay. I was thinking white knuckling the Dodger sounds like a Stan Rogers song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's you, great. He was, never went on the ocean. Oh my god. <laughs> Stan Rogers could. He, his brother said he got seasick crossing a wet lawn. <laughs> but you're right, it does sound like a Stan Rogers song. Like <laughs> in the, the Dodger. <laughs> oh my god. So goodness. you're crying into the wind as, oh, yeah. as you wait for your inevitable death by boat storm. Oh yeah, I, I was just thinking, you know, shit, Carmen, like, you really did it this time. Like, yeah, I think you bit off more than you could chew. You know. And I... Uh, as it stood, like, I made it through my shift, and, you know, but uh, as it stood, like, the uh, the first crossing that we had, which my dad was doing kind of a, kind of a, uh, not, like, a common route. He was really just like, I'm gonna do, do it my own way, you know? You can go your own way. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and he doesn't have the grip files for weather charts and, like, predicting upcoming weather and we don't have the radar and stuff which is fine which just means you have to be more on your shift for looking for boats and right so our uh, our first crossing which was supposed to be i think an estimated like 17 18 days to the galapagos um from the bajas ended up uh bloating grotesquely <laughs> to i think it was almost 35 days jesus wow. h and um we had we had, uh, we were running out of diesel. Oh, well, what happened was we, we ran out of wind. There was just no wind. Oh, jeez. And, but what happens when you kind of run out of wind is you still have this swell that comes in from way far out, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the tides are kind of guiding you in one direction or the other, but... Yeah, sometimes we were going backwards. <laughs> Sometimes oh, we were going sideways, you know, and you can't use too much diesel. If you run out of diesel, you're SOL because, mm-hmm. you, you know, that was our desalinator. That's how we got water Jeez, yeah. and everything, right? So uh, you need enough diesel to get into your next port, too, right? So yeah. so it was it was, it was was kind of scary. And also it was just more like a, a test of um, mentally because when you're with that swell and you have no wind, you have your sails down. And what happens is there's no wind to anchor your boat. So you start to sway back and forth like a pendulum from hell. Oh, my God. And it's just like you're constantly like this. Like, you're just like back and forth for days. Drives you fucking mental. That sounds like ocean madness. (laughs) Oh, it's totally madness. It's like, it's just nuts, you know? This is immediately my brain's going to the cabin fever scene from Muppet Treasure Island. (laughs) see that again. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, we've got cabin fever. It's burning in our brains. <laughs> it's oh, so yeah. good. Oh, that sounds God. so jaunty for like, yeah, it's a pretty terrible jaunty. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Like, I just, I was on a Greek ferry boat mm-hmm. um, last year, I guess, with our friend Luna, and we just had to lie down because this little ferry boat was just getting tossed by these big waves, and there was lightning, and we were just like, oh, it's Poseidon and Zeus, like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was like rocking back and forth, and that was for maybe thirty minutes. Yeah. And the whole yeah. night, once we got back to our like Airbnb, I was like lying in bed, rocking back and mm-hmm. forth, just because that's. So you were, 
doing <laughs> that for three it. days or more, many many days at a time. Oh, with the it swell, was like, it was the it was constant. How does that affect you? What does like, that do to your inner ear? I wonder. <laughs> it's 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 you get like I I mean I just try not to think about it, yeah. but it was really hard like on my dad because yeah. I'm so sorry, but I'm not sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember like it was really it was really hard on my dad, um, particularly uh, because like when the boat is rocking you know rocking back and forth like that it's really hard on your rigging because mm. you have all your lines are just like being just you know they're being tugged and pulled and and your your sh- all your shit's flapping around <laughs> you know it's just like and it's so hard on it's just hard on your boat yeah and like you know i mean you got a long ways to go these are the things that you think about so yeah because it's not just like oh we got to get through this one thing it's like we got to go through this, this one thing, but then, yeah, then we've got, you know, 15 more days to go till we get to our first And we're going to thing. a territory that, like, we don't even know what to really expect. There's not a lot of information out there on Easter Island or or what to expect or what you can get mm-hmm. in, in the Galapagos. Mm-hmm. What is going to be available to us if we, if we rip a sail? Like, we're going to hope that we can get someone to, you know like sew it up but how long is that going to take is there one person in the entire island that does it are they even there you know it's like all these things that like you know it's not easy to find even just fishing lures and stuff too Mm. in some of these places so some people where we we land um were actually you know would come up and and instead of like um asking for for money or stuff like that, they would ask for fishing lures and and fishing line and things like that, because mm-hmm. um, that was what was useful to them. You know, it's like, and and it's not common. It's that fi- easy to find. Wow. But, yeah. So, you're getting rocked back and forth like crazy. You're still a ways off. You have you're running low on diesel. What happens? Did you get to the next? Obviously, you got to the next spot. Like you're here now, so we can assume mm-hmm. that it's fine. I still just feel really anxious for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was yeah it was pretty rough. I'll admit we weren't catching any fish. We weren't um, covering any mileage. Uh, we were eating. We were eating these horrible black beans from Mexico that I just like my dad had these dry black beans and they were just so crude on my stomach and I was like I was constantly just like um digestively it was horrible for me <laughs> and and we're so we're, and you know we can't use a lot of fuel there's nothing that you know we're kind of running out on a lot of things um morale is way down mm-hmm. um and also, you know, my dad and I adjusting to even being on a boat together was wow. quite difficult. Um, and we were kind of snapping at each other. Things were tense. Um, and then we hit uh, a major rainstorm. And um, what happened was it just, yeah, it sucked up all the remaining wind into these big storm clouds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there was, it was just completely dead, the water, but it was lightning everywhere. Yeesh. And we didn't have, like, a lightning protection rod thing on the boat. Oh, God. And, uh, and I was, it was on my shift. I was in the cockpit. I was wearing, like, my sport bra and yoga shorts and gumboots. <laughs> and it's 
pissing on me so hard. I'm just oh like completely, like my boots are full of water. I'm just like in the cockpit trying to get a breath of wind. And my dad is in, is ironically in the, in the cabin fixing a tow generator so we can get more electricity in the middle of an electrical storm. And I was <laughs> and I could hear the ham radio going off. I could hear people that we've been in contact with, other boaters saying, Norway, Norway, you know, you guys are heading towards some shit. Like, Is that you? Guys you? Should, you guys that was Norway? our boat's name, yeah. You know, you're heading towards uh, some weather. Like, you guys should change your course. And I was thinking... First of all, my dad is usually really responsive. Like when there was someone that was calling us, or he was always on the radio right away. And I noticed he wasn't answering the radio. <laughs> and he'd also been working on this tow generator for like two hours, which I thought was a bit excessive. <laughs> and, I was, and and I started to get pretty concerned. I was already like really nervous because you could just see sheet lightning all around us, <sighs> and we're the only boat for as far as you can see with a 54 foot metal rod sticking straight into the air yeah, I was like, oh my god and I'm, I'm just getting sh- like just sheets of goosebumps <laughs> up my arms I'm so sorry I <laughs> anyway so I finally I, I'm, I'm like starting to say I'm really kind of thinking like you know this doesn't feel right to me and uh, I had up until this point still had this like misconception, this, like, fairy tale in my brain that, like, oh, you just call the Coast Guard and it's all fine. They just pick you up in a helicopter and take you out of there. But that's not really the case when you're out in the middle of the ocean. There is nobody. You know, other boaters, Fuck. you know, will help you out if they can, if they're around. But there's n- there's no safety net. Oh my you know, God. you really are in the hands of Mother Ocean or whatever my dad would say, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> that salty sea bitch. That salty <laughs> sea bitch. Fuck. Man. So, yeah, I, it just kind of like hits me, and I'm in the cockpit, and my boots are full of water. I'm wearing my gum boots for, I'm like, because if we get struck by lightning, I'm like, maybe this will save me. <laughs> and, and finally, I just like, I look at my dad. And he hasn't spoken a word in two hours. I can feel his tension, like, that's vibrating the whole boat. And I'm like, Dad, you know, it's just, you know, I just want to know, are we going to die? Like, is this one of those situations that we might die? (laughs) And my dad stopped and he looked at me and he took the tow generator that he'd been working on for two hours and he threw it on his teak floor, busted it to shit. Oh a million pieces God. and he goes and he just took his finger and he had his veins popping out of his face and he was just like you can't do anything about a fucking act of God now steer the fucking boat <laughs> oh. Oh and my I was God. like okay alright we're gonna die alright let's do this put that on a t-shirt <laughs> oh my God and I was like hey Thanks for telling it like it is, Dad. You know, I just needed to hear that. So. Yeah. What a dad move to, like, throw as he's working on the floor. <laughs> you know what? Just whatever keeps you, your brain working on something, oh you know. It's just like, well, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, but uh, we, yeah, we came through, um, and uh, we f- did make it into the Galapagos. And uh, when we were coming into the Galapagos, <laughs> <laughs> but we got, we got to the equator. And um, when we got to the equator, 
what happened was... It's just like a big rope in the middle of the ocean, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. That's, totally. What, it, that's <laughs> what it looks like on the map. <laughs> it's like these little lights that shine out of the ocean. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Welcome to the Aquarium yeah. Tower. <laughs> um, I remember we had this moment uh, where, you know, we're getting close. Crossing the equator. We're coming close to it, and uh, what happened was we got a fishing line uh, that got wrapped around the rudder because we forgot it was left out and we forgot that it was out when we had the tack and uh, so it got caught around and it's very like not a good situation because it could melt if you start your rudder it could melt and gunk up in mm-hmm. there and then you got a serious situation right so uh, so anyways my dad my dad's um, kind of pattern of reacting to anything going wrong with the boat was to instantly at this point like kind of take it out on me oh, you're, no. you're the only other person there I guess right so I'm, you could either smash the ham radio or yell yeah. at you about something or, yeah like there's not a lot of options not really. a lot of options you know and like you know yeah he I, he was just under a lot of stress mm-hmm. and and he He's. He, I remember him just like screaming at me while I left it out, and I was like, "You're the one who said to tack," and I was like, "You put the fishing line out in the first place," and this was our first really big fight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he's like, "Get on the wheel," and I was just like, "Or get on the get on the helm," and I remember just being like, "Fuck you, dad," and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, no fucking way, you can't talk to me like that. I don't care if you're the captain." And he's like, "I'm not your dad right now. I am the captain," and I was like. And I was just like, I'm both fingers now. up in the air. This isn't your father speaking. This is the captain. This is and your I'm captain like, speaking. I don't give a shit. And I was thinking, and I just like went and I locked myself in this like shoebox of a bathroom. And I locked myself in there for 40 minutes. 40 minutes with like crazy, like slamming around the ocean. Like, and there's like, a, you, you get air in there. Like I had my legs kind of like, I was like a spider. And they're just holding myself in. I was like, this is my safe space. <laughs> and I was in there for, you know, so long. And I was like, no way. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not doing my shift. And I was, I was thinking in my head, like, I was like, I can't do the rest of this trip. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to message Al, my friend Al. I'm like, I'm going to tell him I need to borrow three grand. I need to come home. I'm sorry, dude. I need a plane ticket home. <laughs> thinking who I could bum money off of. <laughs> who I could get to save me out of this horrible situation that I plopped myself into. <laughs> I thought, no way in hell am I going to be able to finish this trip. And uh, when I started to think that it was okay to accept the defeat of it all and to go home, I kind of relaxed. And I realized that, you know, the everything, the boat was sailing smoothly. Everything was quiet. And I remember opening the door to the bathroom and coming out ready to face my dad and I come up and I see him crying in the cockpit and uh, and he looked up and uh, he said I asked him if if everything was okay you know I just kind of said his name and uh, he said "Um, he's like I'm so sorry I've been so hard on you on this trip Um, it's just that I look at you sometimes and I still see your mother. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Boat therapy. It was, I just instantly like burst into tears and um, and he's like, yeah, she, you know, she really hurt me and I was like, 
I know. And he's like, I know that you're not your mother. And that I need to move past this. And such a beautiful moment, you know. We're all sniffling. (laughs) (laughs) This is not cold and flu season. (laughs) This is emotion season. Oh my god. Emotions on the ocean. Emotions (laughs) emotions (laughs) on the ocean. (laughs) Oh my god. looked at me he's like you know we've got um we've just we've got like 10 minutes till like the equator here looks like and uh he went downstairs and he got my dad was really uh it was a dry boat at all times um and there was no drinking no smoking nothing and he came out with a, a bit of rum and these little shot glasses and he poured a shot each and he said this one's to to uh, Mother Ocean, you know, and he, we had to fling it over the side of the boat, and then he did another one, he's the one, this one's to Norway, for like carrying us here, and we, you know, flew it over, and he's like, and this one's for us, for, you know, getting through our shit and doing this, and, mm-hmm. and we, we cheers, and, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And I was like, you know what, I think I can do this. Oh my god. I think I'm gonna do it. That's just your first crossing. <laughs> that was the first crossing. <laughs> and how many were there total? Um, well, we did, uh, okay, so we did 35, I think it was 35 days through the Galapagos. Um, we had been planning on staying there for, like, at least a week and a half. Uh, we were both exhausted. When we got to the Galapagos, they unfortunately told us, because we'd been going so slow, we'd gotten all this growth on the bottom of our boat. Oh, dear. And it was, uh, not, it, which isn't, uh, you know, good for their ecosystem. Oh. Because you're bringing in, like, these gooseneck barnacles that have all different kinds of organisms living in them. I never even thought about that at all. Yeah, so they they were like, you can stay, but we're going to charge you, you know, $5,000 to clean your boat out in the middle of the sea. Which wasn't going to happen. No. So here we have these, like, finally we're making it. I'm, like, envisioning myself in a cheap hotel covered in potato chips and chicken <laughs> grease. I'm just like... <laughs> I really, like, I was just like, I'm just going to pour champagne on my head. I'm, like, I'm going to eat so much food. And <clears throat> and here I am getting this devastating news. They're like, well, you can't. Sorry, you got to go to the next place. We're like, wow, we can't you know mm-hmm. and so we we ended up getting an emergency um i forget what it's called like an emergency landing thing where they allow you to stay um a few days just long enough to get supplies right and then we had to go another 25 days to easter oh, island God. holy shit <laughs> wow let's take a break right now and re-up <laughs> on our beverages i need to go <laughs> dry my eyes because i'm totally still crying <laughs> Dad, stop! Oh my god! No, right? Dad issues. Okay, we'll be right back with the next part of the ocean plan. (laughs) So we're back. We refueled our own supplies here. (laughs) I scraped all my barnacles off. We're ready to rock. We we polluted the ecosystem. (laughs) Our downstairs bathroom. That's terrible. Oh, gross! (laughs) We all just peed. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This isn't fiber talk with Emily. This is, <laughs> this is just, yeah, this is just we all had big tall boys. Oh, <laughs> gosh. A, a beer. <laughs> a, 
and also referencing something now that we just talked about during the yeah. break that was very saucy. You'll never make it on the podcast. <laughs> nope. You'll never know what it was, but you can infer it was about a tall boy. Well, now you... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, we were thinking, like, so last last we left our brave heroine on the ocean, <laughs> she was being turned away from the inn on the Galapagos and being forced to seek shelter elsewhere. <laughs> to give birth on Easter Island. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to go for sort of a Jesus metaphor. <laughs> oh, that's so great, considering like where the story's going to go. But oh, fantastic. Faded <laughs> breath. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite devastating uh, for Morel to be told that we had... 30 hours on the island to to get everything in San Cristobal. Uh, so, you know, my dad was, you know, pretty sympathetic to to me and my first journey across with him and, like, you know, and and he was just like, you know, I'm going to get most of the supplies. Here's, like, a few hours for you. Do whatever you want, like, you know. Um, and so I, I pigged out. <laughs> Well, you'd just been eating black beans for <laughs> 15 days or whatever, so. Oh, yeah, I got all the junk food. And, um, yeah, and we got, and then we got the rest of the boat together, and, I, uh, you know, I didn't see any big turtles. I didn't see any sea iguanas, even. I just, like, Ooh. walked around. I fell into a manhole, and that was, a, I did. Oh, I was walking down the street so focused on the chips that I was shoving in my face that I actually Whoa. fell right into a manhole. How deep was it? It was it was deep. Like it was deep. deep Somebody enough. had to help me out, and I like scraped the crap out of my oh leg. No. Uh, yeah, oh, Galapagos that was, manhole. That was my whole like you know Galapagos experience. Did you see any finches? Not even any like. This is some like unique beaks. I I didn't really notice. I was just like, oh, there's a bird. <laughs> you know? well, I'm outraged. <laughs> I'm very interested in avian life. <laughs> Would like all the details. <laughs> I did see a lot of boobies, boobies. booby birds, <laughs> blue-footed boobies, blue-footed boobies. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, we set sail for for Easter Island and um, and headed there, which was a twenty-five day crossing. Yeah, I was like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got to Easter Island, and luckily we we had a, like about the thing about Easter Island is there's not really any safe anchorages. There's no bays. It's just a rock in the middle of the ocean, right? It's so a bunch of other rocks on top. There was a bunch of other rocks on top. Yep. And um, and so if the wind picks up, you have the swells come in, and swells are really big. It can be quite dangerous if you're at, when you're anchored. Right. Um, which means that, like... Can we, it rip your anchor up? Is that what happens, or...? Uh, well, it's... Yeah, you can... It won't probably rip your anchor up, but you can... You could probably sink your boat if you don't. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> like I'm not exactly sure about how that all works. I just know it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, it, if, if the swells get big, um, you need to take your anchor up because you're going to be going way high up and right. then way high down. Yeah. And uh, you can also, if the swells are big too, then you can go into the rocks. Shit. Not so, a good time. Not a good time. So uh, you know, we we came there at least with the understanding that who knows what the weather's going to be like. We need to be prepared that if the weather is bad, that we might not even set set foot on Easter Island. And that was something that my dad had to really prep me for. And <laughs> I was just like, God, no. Because <laughs> you really, really wanted to go? <laughs> I really wanted some time off the boat. Oh, okay, yes. <laughs> you know, at that point. And, uh, 
And, but, you know, at this point, Dad and I started, like, really starting to work together. Mm -hmm. Things were getting easier. We were, you know, a lot of uh, emotional discussions around, you know, our past or or just getting to, uh, just being, like, laying all our cards on the table and, like, getting to know each other, really. And, um, and so that was great. And luckily we got to, we got to Easter Island and we were able to get on land for about a week. Um... Beautiful. Before the weather got bad, and mm-hmm. then we had to pack up and go to Pitcairn. Which is? It's a tiny little uh, island. Um, I, have no, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Mutiny on the Bounty or... A little bit. You've probably heard, it, heard about it before. Uh, it's kind of a historical, um, notorious little island with kind of a weird, dark history, too. But uh, it's like 47 people were populating the island when we got there. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to race kind of through this all, but... Uh, oh, here's... The, oh, yeah, this is kind of a funny story. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, th- leaving, leaving Easter Island uh, three days after we've left Easter Island and weather's gotten um, to the point that, like, we, you know, we had to leave. Uh, we're out at sea, and I'm doing my, you know, my weekly clean of, of the head, the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I'm cleaning, and I come across uh, this huge stash of tampons <laughs> that I had in that I had bought, you know, for the trip. And I realized that I'd been out at sea for quite some time now, and that I hadn't used any of them. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and your brain kind of like you. you like, if you're anything, like, I'm in my personality anyways, I kind of psychoanalyze things. I really, like, tumble things around in my brain a lot. Just oh, preaching yeah. to the choir. Yeah, right? You know? <laughs> so on a boat, it's, like, a lot worse. Because you don't have... Distractions. Distractions. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and I, I start thinking, like, you know, I had this, like, last little like hurrah before I left in Mexico I met this really cute guy and I was just like (laughs) I started thinking you know what if oh no and you know we we would been like totally safe and everything but of course like my brain is going and I'm like it's been almost three months now and I'm like you know oh my goodness or and I'm thinking Oh, my stomach was all weird. I thought it was the black beans, but... Right? No, no, I really start freaking out. So I tell my dad, I'm like, Dad, we have to turn around. We ought to go back to Easter Island. And he's like, what do you mean? We're not doing that. And I'm like, Dad, I I haven't gotten my period in months. And I'm really concerned. I didn't even think about it until now. I'm like, what if I'm pregnant? (laughs) Not something your father wants to hear ever, probably, never mind, like, on a boat in the middle of nowhere, going to an island that is population 47 people, and there's, like... Not exactly a health clinic, No, nothing, right? It's not going to be a Planned Parenthood there. No. And I'm like, you know, he's like, I never thought to bring, like, anything, like, like, tests or anything like that for, like, the (laughs) boat, and, like, and I was just like, oh, my God, and, you know, so I was just... I, for 25 days, I don't know, what was it? I think it was 18 days that we went to, that it took us across to um, Pitcairn. I actually had, like, convinced myself that I was 
definitely pregnant definitely pregnant like to the point where i was like what am i gonna call it i'm stuck with it now <laughs> my dad wouldn't my dad wouldn't turn around because he's like we can't because the hurricane season is gonna come yeah hurricane's we're not gonna coming. make it you're keeping we're not baby. gonna make it to hawaii by the time and we're gonna end up being stuck somewhere for six months because we have to wait for like the seasons to change yeah. oh, so we either go forward or you have this baby on the boat in yeah <laughs> so he's like he's like i'm really sorry to have to be he's like you know he loved that line like this is the captain speaking. This isn't your father. <laughs> and, like, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh no, like I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I've screwed up my life. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, I don't even, you know, so, and, um, I, anyway, so it was quite, it was quite a crazy crossing for, for both my dad and I. I and remember, the baby. And, and, and the baby who I, for some reason, started calling Casey from, like, Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles, and I don't know why. It was, it was just, you know. Wait, specifically from Ninja Turtles, not from Old Baseball or the oh, Grateful maybe. Dead song? No. <laughs> this baby's gonna be riding that train, high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have a cocaine baby. Yeah, no, it was, it was just like, you know... Things were getting like thing. I was starting to lose my mind, yeah. and so madness part two. <laughs> madness, you know, and so I'm thinking, well, maybe there'll be some. Maybe there's a doctor on Pit Karen. Maybe I can see a doctor. And I remember when we got to Pit Karen Island, I was just such a a strung out, emotional wreck, you know. And we got on board. We got we got off the boat, and I we asked if there was a doctor or physician or something that I could see. Um, and we found this, this guy. <laughs> I noticed you didn't say doctor. <laughs> yeah, fucking jar of leeches. <laughs> oh no. We found a guy. like 80 oh god I think it's been a long time since he's looked at a woman <laughs> like I don't know it was it was definitely like you know I come in there and I explain my situation and I know it's like it's such an awkward thing to talk about because also I have to say that I've been on a boat with my father for the last few months and it's like so my dad was really freaked out about that right because no, like Worried weird things would, yeah. weird people go on boats weird things happen out in the middle of the ocean seriously like yeah, you know so I had to be like, you know, this is like, you know, this is like, I had this one night fling in Mexico before I left. I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to be getting any for a long time. And like, you know, so, and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. So he was like, well, I don't really have like a, you know, like a, like there was no exam table. It was like his like desk. <laughs> this poor guy is just so nervous and he's just shaking and he's just like okay we're gonna check you out you're gonna be fine and uh you couldn't just pee on a stick or something no we did that several times oh. but it kept coming out negative right. and it was like it was just like then i started worrying about like what else would mm -hmm. it be, you know so anyways he kind of like you know he checked me out and he's like how is things going with you and your dad are you stressed out and i was like i'm really stressed out yeah. he's like i really think that your body just isn't letting, you know, you're just stressed, your diet's changed, you're not Absolutely. sleeping. <laughs> they, like, he's like, I'm pretty much 100% positive you're not pregnant. 
you know. Yeah, just stress and the body, like, it really, really affects your hormones. Oh, yeah. It really affects your hormones, yeah. you know. Sure. So, I, yeah. Oh, well, thank God. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a, yeah, it was a, a scary month out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, old man from Picard. He's probably he was, dead now. He was lovely. He was lovely, and... I remember uh, afterwards, my dad was just like, see, he's like, he's like, I knew that you weren't, I knew that you were just like freaking out, you know, and, and, uh, man. It was nice that he didn't just tell you that, though, that you're just freaking out. He didn't. He was so great. He was just like, okay. He let me, he totally supported me. He was just like, you know, and he's like, you know, he was just like, yeah, he was just totally there for me and, Mm. you know, let me ride it out. But as it was, I actually didn't get my period for like, Four and a half months mm-hmm. when I was wow. out there because it was just so much stress. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that <Yeah>. totally <laughs> happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's your body, like, all right, let's not make anything more inconvenient yeah, we've for got you. We've got enough a lot things of stuff to worry to about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. God. So, did any, no, like, shenanigans and mutinies happened around Picaran Island? <laughs> no, I, I did. You got through there unscathed after your, like, examination on the desk yeah oh my god yeah and then i i did meet this uh who was kind of like we hired this one guy to be our tour guide for the island which is tiny it's like five kilometers i think wow uh the island so i he introduced me and my dad to his wife and who were just like lovely and she took one look at me and she was like jim who's my dad's name jim you're, you're planning on staying, like, a few days, right? And he's like, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, maybe another night. And she's like, well, I'm just going to steal your daughter. She needs a night off the boat. <laughs> it's just like, I just, she, like, took one look at me, and she's like, stay with us for one night. Oh, that's Get, so like, nice. You know, and I, I slept in, like, she gave me, like, the guest room, and there was, like, this king-sized bed that I had to myself. And, and it was uh, the first night that I hadn't slept on the boat. And I woke up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning uh, in the pitch black darkness, totally reaching for my uh, line that I had that that kept me in my bunk in the boat, reaching for it, panicking because I couldn't hear, like, the rigging and wondering what had happened on the boat while I was sleeping. Oh, my God. Woke up with, with a panic attack and... Woke up and in my sleep, I had teared all the sheets off the bed, all wow. the pillows off the bed. And I was like, I was holding on to the bottom of the mattress with like both arms at the very edge of the bed because I was so, I had so much like vertigo and yeah, I had, yeah, in the middle of the night, yeah. Oh my God. Just like, what's going on? I can't hear anything. Something terrible must have happened. And yeah. My body wasn't used to being on solid ground at oh that point. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I had to look up Pitcairn Islands uh, on my Google Maps here and I'm looking at them and I, I had to zoom so far out to get any kind of... <laughs> Context? And it's like, zoomed out, it just looks like it's just water. <laughs> it's just all water. It's like... Very easy to miss smokes. if you don't navigate correctly. Wow. You know? Yeah. And I'll you guys say. did that just with like good charts and good we GPS. Had GPS. Yeah, but like yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. like halfway between yeah. uh uh like some of the it's like north of New Zealand. It's kinda like in between New Zealand and Chile. Which mm-hmm. is like it's right in the middle of fucking nowhere. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes my guts hurt looking at it. No, it's it's totally amazing and crazy. Like it, like getting it was amazing like the just the the fruits and vegetables they had on the island. There's no store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone just 
there's no jobs. Everyone just helps build each other's homes. And, like, they're subsidized, I think, by um, England to live there. Uh, everyone gets a small allowance to live there. And, and so, you know, it's a very small community. Um, but they, I, it was so clean. Mm-hmm. You know, they had ATVs, but uh, there was no vehicles or anything. And the avocados were, like, the size of my head. Oh, my God. Like, the <laughs> limes. There were limes the size of, like, grapefruit. Like, all, all the... Everything was so much bigger. It was so weird. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. so crazy. I'm just, like, I'm You're still just... looking at the, con- like, the map, and the world is so large, and I... Ooh, it's freaking me out. I'm freaking out. You guys, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely crazy to think about. <laughs> you did it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I still kind of can't believe. You know, I think it. Like after I came back from the trip, to it was. I think it was a good year before my body actually felt back to normal. Wow. You know, there was so much. I I had a really hard time sleeping on the boat, so I had a lot of like cortisol going through my body, mm-hmm. and yeah. it was. You know, I was going sometimes three hours of sleep a night for days on end. Wow. Um, never really sleeping properly, and uh, and not a whole lot of stops for rest. So that just seems like such a you're supposed to be so vigilant and careful on the boat, like being aware of everything and being really alert. But yet you're only getting so much sleep. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh my god. So I, I feel like I had like post-traumatic sailing disorder like when I came back I was just like you know for a long time couldn't really talk about it or you know yeah I just I it wasn't really until you guys mentioned doing this I started kind of like remembering all the things in my head and kind of going through those experiences yeah thanks yes (laughs) thanks for inviting me (laughs) I'm glad to have this option you know oh my god that's amazing I mean like Tell us, tell us everything. No, tell us I don't know if there's, if there's any other like. So even if you just want to blaze through the rest of the route, yeah. or if there's any other kind of highlighty things, or like I don't know. Yeah, I can blaze. I'll just blaze through. Like, I, like we're, we're in no, we're in no rush. Okay, just take it easy. <laughs> just four twenty, blaze it right through. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, weed mom. <laughs> I'm such a weed mom. <laughs> I'm the wine mom, and you're the weed mom. Wine mom and weed mom. <laughs> Um, I'll take whatever you got. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got some Ricolas in my pocket. Yeah, and we've got good old Strange Fellows Brewing Mermaid Titty Beer. Mm. Mm. It's a yeah, it's a good sponsor. Tangy taste of mermaid titties. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> no. Ricola. Ricola. Um, yeah, I from Karen. I guess I we went over to. Um, Polynesia, went into Gambia for a bit, uh, which was lovely. Um, that was our first real stop of rest. Uh, we stayed there for quite a while, met some really amazing people. Um, and then we went to Fatihiva and a couple other places I can't recall right now. Okay. It's not in the forefront of my brain. <laughs> um, and then and then we made the trip back to Hawaii. And that was actually where I left the boat, um, was there. And the very, very end of, like, my dad and I's trip, 
our last sailing experience was just like the best sailing he says he's ever done. Wow. Uh, it was, we didn't, it was one tack the entire way. Um, the ocean was just like glass and we just like, but we were doing like good seven knots the whole way. It was just beautiful. It was a dream. Wow. Um, which was so nice at the end of the trip. And, and, uh, yeah. And then I got into Hawaii and it was actually my brother that, my brother and his wife, Lucy, uh, flew into Hawaii and took my place on the boat. Oh, wow. And went with him, uh, back from Hawaii to, to, uh, Vancouver. Oh my God. And it was nice. It was like a big family reunion. My stepmom was there. Oh, nice. Uh, she flew down to spend some time oh, with my dad, man. which they needed that so bad, you know? Yeah. And, um, and we all got to kind of like hang out together out there. It was really awesome. That's so lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of respect, like, from that whole trip of my dad. He's a, an amazing captain, and um, and uh, and also now, like, one of my best friends, too. You know, so oh! we can <laughs> hang out and, Cute you know. Stories. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't really feel like he's my dad. Like, he's always going to be my dad, but now it's just, like, we have such a different respect for each other and, like... You know, and he told me the other day, like, we met up for my birthday, and he said, you know, it, the going was really rough for us on this trip, but, you know, that last trip, but he's like, you know, if Donna, who's my stepmom, you know, if she ever said, like, gave me the green light to do something like that again, he's like, you'd be my first pick, and Aww. it was really sweet, because, I mean, he, he took on a lot. He could have asked someone that was, you know, knew what they were doing. Yeah. Not just this, like, spastic, like, <laughs> it's just like, woo, I'm gonna do this, you know, rock and roll, and, like, really not being prepared. You know, so you took on a lot with me, too, yeah. as, as I, as I took on a lot, like, by getting to know my dad in those kind of conditions, so. Man, yeah. you guys just went through the fire together. Yeah. It's, it's hard to come out unchanged from that kind of experience, I would mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. totally. That's just amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I know, right? I'm I was just like, like blown away. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> that sounds so cheesy, but <laughs> yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'll do any more long distance sailing trips, to be <laughs> honest. I feel like that's like. Something That's I've done, good. Like, but like if there was, I've I've thought about doing short trips, mm -hmm. um, in the coming future. If my dad does, my dad's been talking about maybe going up to um, Haida Gwaii Ooh, in wow. maybe a year or so. That would be wonderful. So that's something I'd like to do with him. Yeah, it would be really amazing. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah. a. That's it. Fucking a. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it. Our last episode, we were talking like about the books that we really like to read, and they often are like woman gets put into like survivalist situation and like s like learns how to do the stuff and is good at it and comes out in the end mm -hmm. and you lived that and <laughs> I just have so much like total respect for you that's amazing <laughs> I feel like I'd probably rather read it than live it but yeah uh, <laughs> once you're done the experience yeah. you would never trade it even though when you're in it you're like anything to get out of this for even a moment yeah you know absolutely like I like I think like once I got into the rhythm of it, like you know, you kind of, you just, you just kind of just take it day by day, right? Because you think about the, the long, like you think about the whole thing, and it's quite overwhelming, yeah. especially in like the hard moments. But, 
Just take it day by day. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, only a couple more days till we get there. Uh, a couple more days. Uh, a couple more days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just have to survive the next 10 minutes in front of you. Yeah, I, that's totally it. I just work on this 10, 10 minutes, minutes and then, we're, then we'll deal with the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom likes sure. to say to me is, how do you eat the elephant, Katie? One bite at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't want it that they're very endangered, mom. We shouldn't be eating them. <laughs> like, it's a fucking metaphor, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy cool well well i think that uh that wraps it up i, I feel i feel salted out yeah. <laughs> all that ocean talk <laughs> absolutely i feel like uh i'm feeling like i'm rocking back and forth myself a little bit hey mm-hmm. yeah okay so evocative well. your storytelling <laughs> <laughs> Great. This is the episode where you should probably take a gravel before. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. But uh, we'll have to have you back on to talk uh, vampires because apparently be cool. we hit a little, little nerve. So maybe we're going to watch uh, that movie. What is it called? A Girl, a girl, walks, a girl walks Home, home alone. alone at Night. Or I think that's the title. Mm-hmm. I mess things up a lot. It's an Iranian vampire movie. Yeah. So like, let's watch it and then talk about it. Yeah. That'd be great. That sounds great. We should, we should just have a big vampire movie fest and... Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Rock and roll. Awesome. Thanks, Carmen. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much, Carmen. Carmen.